Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Joining me tonight, we got a special guest, John. Hello, I'm the special guest. John, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. I am sitting in a onesie because it's cold outside. So, for the listeners, I know you got you got you got a mild kick out of this. Uh, this week's episode is the stretch goal episode that I promised. We're going to be talking about booster gold, and I'm not going to be spending the whole time downing them. It's going to be a booster gold in a as much of a positive light as I can shine on this guy. Because um, I won't lie to you. Uh, even through reading and stuff, I mean, the guy did some questionable things. <laughs> Webby still hates him. That hasn't changed anything. <laughs> yeah, no, it hasn't. Uh, I did learn a new few, a few new things that I did not know prior and stuff. Um, but for the listeners, uh, and, and what you got maybe a mild giggle out of is the fact that I asked you to be a special guest on this week's episode, uh, talking about Booster Gold, because I did not want to subject my normal co-hosts to this this I'm- stuff. I don't, I don't I mean, even I'm know sure, how to call this. I'm sure Rob would have enjoyed it, but yeah, okay. Uh, no. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I just I feel unclean after having read this stuff, but it's just me. Anyway, positive light. Positive light, folks. Booster Gold, superhero. That's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, for those of you who want to go and look at things yourself... Um, we are going to be reading because it's the most information that I have found straight from the Wikipedia site, honestly, uh, regarding Booster Gold. It goes through the various different story arcs in DC and his uh, his roles within those story arcs. Um, another website is the dc.fandom.com. Uh, that will give you a more uh, not as detailed description of his exploits uh usually at the end of at the bottom of the pages it gives like what their powers and abilities are uh and so on and so forth uh we use the the dc fandom database the dc database a lot for our um when we did the uh man my mind is drawn a blank uh like the 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 fights that we had between the superhero brackets ah. and then the supervillain brackets and then overall who would have won. Um, that was in the first weeks of October uh, when we did those. But we used the DC fandom for those ones. Um, I just found that the actual Wikipedia was far more detailed. Uh, I mean, considering DC's webpage gives him three paragraphs. So. Yeah, pretty much. Um, 
So, yeah, we're going to start uh, Booster Gold. Uh, first off, I did not realize this, but Booster Gold was originally published uh, in 1986, and the first runnings of the Booster Gold comic book ran from 1986 until February of 1988. So it only ran for two years. Um, but, yeah, that was just a little snippet that I wanted to put in there because I did not realize that the Booster Gold was that old of a character. So, uh, just to, to... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you already, but um, I was just going to say, that does make some sense basing his... If his origin was his foundation stone as a character. So in other words, it's more like uh, Superman where you always knew his origin, or if it was more like say Wolverine where his origin was a mystery for years and years and years. Um, Because the eighties, especially that part of the eighties, you have DC changing quite a lot because you have the dark Knight comes out in 86 or 84, somewhere around there. And uh, so the entire way that they looked at uh, superhero characters was changing in part to a response to the popularity of Marvel's X-Men. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely a, uh, you can kind of see why they would have gone with sort of an anti-hero hero for that kind of thing, which is, I would argue is probably what he falls mostly into. Uh, I honestly don't know. I, I don't necessarily know that I would call, call him an anti-hero. Um, like when I think of an anti-hero, I think of like, like your classic ones, like Deadpool, like, okay. Mm. Uh, where, yeah. where he will do like just really bad, like he, he will do villainous things, but for a greater good or like later year Venom, same thing, mm. you know, Booster Gold, he, he has good intentions, but for wrong, he's a misguided hero. There we go. Is what I think I would classify him as. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's done some bad things, but he always was trying to do it f- to become famous, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's get into this. Uh, we're going to be talking about Booster Gold, Michael John Carter. Um, again, they start his his comic book started in 1986 uh, with Booster Gold number one. Um, and the first sentence really out of the Wikipedia is he is initially depicted as a glory seeking showboat from the future, uh, using his knowledge of historical events given to him usually by his little partner, little robot partner Skeets, um, and some futuristic technology to stage high publicity heroics. Um, so getting into that uh where's the first one we're gonna go uh eh, do i want to do the publication history i don't think we really need to we're talking about him as a character so i'll skip that part but i will say that booster gold was written by created by dan jurgens uh fairly famous writer in the history of comic books he is, and I, I was surprised when I heard that he, like, when I, when I first heard that he created Booster Gold, I was like, ah, oh, man, come on. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so Michael John Carter was born in the 25th century Gotham City. Uh, he had a younger twin sister named Michelle. Um, 
who we find out later on becomes Gold Star. Um, they never knew their father because he left after gambling away pretty much all their money in their family. Uh, Michael went on to get a football scholarship at Gotham University because uh, he was a very gifted athlete. Uh, he was a star quarterback uh, up until the point where his father came back into his life. Uh, and in doing so, convinced Michael to deliberately pretty much throw football games to win bets. Um, he was later then exposed, disgraced, and expelled from Gotham University. And he ended up becoming a... Uh, I think he was a... Well, I lost where I was. He's a night watchman. I thought he was a janitor for some reason. Uh, but he became a... Uh, he got a job at a uh, Metropolis Space Museum as a night watchman where he studied displays about superheroes and villains from the past. Um, particularly the 20th century. Uh, spoiler alert, he steals a bunch of shit from this museum. That's his first goal as a superhero. <laughs> um, oh, well, no, he borrows it. Let's say he borrows it. I'm not supposed to, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm positive, not supposed to, positive. Yeah, positive. I'm, I'm, I have a positive <laughs> note. I'm, John, you're gonna have to keep me on track with this positive. Yeah, thing. no, 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 no problem. I can, I can supplement a couple things with what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, so if you think about it, he's kind of the reverse of the reverse flash because the reverse flash was fascinated by the flash. And he was also a future man who then, uh, went back in time to meet his hero and realized he didn't like his hero very much because he was slowly being driven insane, trying to get back in the past and trying to access where the flash was and thus becomes the villain of the piece. Whereas, one would argue that Booster Gold almost does the opposite. Starts out in kind of a villainous fashion and moves slowly into a more heroic one. Right. I mean, ultimately, I mean, this kid grew up poor because his mm. dad pretty much fucked all of his money away in, in gambling debt. So, I mean, that kind of represents it and, and that kind of pushes you into understanding why he would want to okay, he now has access to traveling back to, say, the 20th century, and he has knowledge of certain events that happened then, and he's going to go try to publicize himself and make himself a superhero, but make money doing it. Because, I mean, if you grow up poor, you never want to grow up poor. You know, you never, you don't want to be poor. You won't, if you have the chance to be rich, obviously you're going to think about being rich all the time. Um... But anyway, at the security job, he has a sidekick, a robot named Skeets, arguably probably one of the best characters in this th that is associated in this comic fashion. I love Skeets. Uh, Skeets is a 25th century security robot with artificial intelligence. Uh, he is capable of flight, cognition, and voice projection, uh, which are all considered highly advanced for the 21st century. Uh, Earth. He also has historical records. He's he's essentially robot Google. Uh, right. Is how I would. He's an Alexa. He's, yeah, exactly. He's an Alexa, just with uh, lots of built-in tools and some weapons. Um, and the most important thing about Skeets 
is he is immune to reality and temporal manipulation. He sees things for what they are. Uh, so with the help of Skeets, Michael steals devices from the museum displays, including the Legion of Superheroes flight ring, Brainiac 5's force field belt. Uh, he uses Rip Hunter's time sphere that's on display. Um, I believe he grabs a couple other things too, but I'm, it, they're not listed here. But then he travels to the 20th century, intent on becoming a superhero and forming a corporation based around himself. Uh, mainly to make a comfortable living. <laughs> okay. Uh, verbatim, this is not me shitting on him. He is a shameless self-promoter whose obsession with fame and wealth irritates other heroes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, the way he got Booster Gold for a, na- for a name, uh, his nickname in fo- when he played football was Booster. And then when he traveled back in time... He w- he wanted to go under the alias of Gold Star, but after saving President Ronald Reagan, uh, he introduced himself. He he fuddled with both names, and and Reagan introduced him as Booster Gold, and that's where the name stuck. Um, uh, according to this, a, a an ongoing running joke in the DC universe is when they reference Bo- Booster Gold, they all call him Buster. Uh, which I believe through the Fast and the Furious movies, I learned that a Buster is a is a bad slang term. Not like bad, like a bad word, but it's like an insult. All right, I gotta look this up now. <laughs> Used as a mildly mildly disrespectful or humorous form of address towards a man or a boy. Well, there you go. A person or thing that breaks, destroys, or overpowers something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, moving on, let's see. From that... Um, when he essentially his start of celebrity celebrity dumb, I guess is that word. Uh pretty much where he became a celebrity. He was originally based in Superman's home city of Metropolis. Uh he starts his career again by saving the president, but he saves him from a shape shifting assassin. Um Chiller, who is an operative of the one thousand. There's gonna be a lot of things in here, like references to names and, and villains and stuff that I don't know. I'm not yeah, I was, you guys. I was looking at some of the names and going, who are these people? Uh, I've never heard of them. Not only no. am I more of a Marvel fan than I am a DC fan. Don't, don't get me wrong. My favorite DC, one of my favorite, favorite heroes in general is the Flash. But I didn't read a lot of DC comics. I have somebody staring over my shoulder. <laughs> hold, 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 hold on one second. John, if you want to read the celebrity... Sure, I'll read that while you talk to... (laughs) All right. Booster is originally based in Superman's home city of Metropolis. He started his hero career by preventing the shape-shifting assassin Chiller, who none of us know, uh, from killing the President of the United States. Obviously, this has to do with uh, Ronald Reagan. And replacing him, and with the subsequent public exposure, Booster signs a multitude of commercial and movie deals. Uh, during his career, his sister, Michelle Carter, 
who also followed in his footsteps, basically stole the name too, called herself Goldstar. She apparently died while battling a creature from another dimension, which devastated Booster enough that, um, or not enough, but basically devastated him, made him obviously not want to have that happen again. Um, strangely, didn't go back in time to try and sort that out. Oh, not enough. yet. Yeah, and then uh, he founds himself a corporation, which eventually will be called Booster Gold International, as a company to for his wealth, and then hires Dirk Davis, who I have no idea who that is, to act as his agent. Um, and then Davis reveals that he is actually men, a manhunter in disguise, and that he has siphoned money from Booster's accounts in the hopes of leaving him with no choice but to do the manhunter's bidding. Although the manhunter are... The men hunters are ultimately defeated. Booster is left bankrupt. I don't know if that's related to Martian Manhunter. It is not. I kinda... It is not. Okay. So completely different thing. Yeah, let's so let's the, make it even more confusing. The, the Manhunters uh, are a fictional race of extraterrestrial robots. Okay, that, then they're just bad robots. That's all you need to know. <laughs> okay. They have nothing to do with Martian Manhunter. That's fine. It just the the name confusion. Yeah, I love it. 100%, I love it. One hundred percent. It's only going to get more confusing from here, John. <laughs> Buckle in. Um, so then we move on to Justice League. Uh, so these are all under different headings of various story arcs and or um, affiliations. Yeah, and so, keeping in mind that because this comic book ends after the first two years, uh, as typical with characters like this, they get chucked into various groups. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he gets tossed yeah. into random story arcs for you know behind the scenes type things stuff like that yeah uh so just under the tag of justice league booster gold is a key character in the late 80s early 90s justice league revamp by writers keith giffen and jm i don't how do you say that demadius demadius or something like that um booster gold is frequently partnered with fellow justice league member blue beetle uh they they form uh, a, a partnership called Blue and Gold later on. Uh, and the two become quick best friends. Um, the duo's notable appearance include a stint as superhero repo men, which I don't even know what that is. I don't know. Well, <laughs> what would you have familiar. to repo from other people? Like, Maybe Batman's Batmobile for I, some reason? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. late on a payment, apparently? I don't yeah, know. apparently, you know, because Bruce Wayne always late on payments, that guy. Uh, but there were also uh. the minds behind the construction of a gaming resort called J- Club JLI on the living island of Kui Kui Kui. Uh, what a name. I know, right? <laughs> These, I don't know, man. Um... After one too many embarrassments and longing for his old reputation, Booster quits the Justice League to find the to found the Conglomerate, um, which is a, a superhero team whose funding is derived from corporate sponsors. Uh, Booster and his team are determined to behave as legitimate heroes, but find that their sponsors compromise them far too often. Uh, you mean they're basically YouTube, uh, YouTube. Uh, uh, Celebrities, whatever they call them. Yeah. yeah. Content creators. Yep. Where they have to promote things like Raid Shadow Legends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, have you played Raid Shadow Legends? Uh, no, nor it's do fun. I have any interest it's in fun. playing Raid Shadow Legends. It's fun. <laughs> okay. All uh, right. The conglomerate... Not sponsors of SU, no, though. No, we, SU has no sponsors. 
Uh, we don't need sponsors. Wow. Yeah. We're just that damn good. <laughs> anyway, I'm being told by the SU lawyers to shut the fuck up now. Uh, the conglomerate reforms several times uh, after Booster rejoins the league, um, though without much success. They kind of do it away. Here's something I didn't know. Uh, the next sentence is, when an alien comes to Earth on a rampage, Booster coins the name Doomsday. Booster Gold is, rep- is, is responsible for coining the name Doomsday. So, by the way, I I looked this up earlier. The reason for this, in part, is because Dan Juergens was a part of creating Doomsday and the death of Superman. So he just wanted Booster Gold to have the credit for naming Apparently. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Okay, cool. Isn't that neat? Yeah, that's great. All right. Uh, while battling uh, Doomsday, Booster's costume... Oh, this this happens forever. You're going to kick it. Let me just preface this now, listeners. Uh, a, lo- a, a good part of this Wikipedia is all about Booster Gold's costumes. Just, that's it. For reasons, yeah. yeah. Uh, so while battling Doomsday, Booster's costume is destroyed. Blue Beetle is then able to design a new, bulkier costume to replace it. Because it was co- the 90s and they all had bulkier costumes. Yep. Although this costume often malfunctions. During a later battle with Devastator, a servant of the Overmaster, Booster is nearly killed and loses an arm. Again, Blue Beetle Blue Beetles comes to Blue Beetle comes to his aid, designing a suit that acts like more of like a life support system, in addition to replacing the powers of Booster Gold's previous costumes, and also includes a cybernetic prosthetic for his lost arm. Uh, so yeah, he loses an arm and everybody's like, oh no, and then they give him a prosthetic arm anyway, because the artists don't want to draw just a one-armed superhero. I mean, fair. Uh, in Extreme Justice, after the Justice League falls apart, Booster Booster Gold joins Extreme Justice, a team led by Captain Atom. While a member of this team, Booster makes a deal with the supervillain Monarch, who fully, yeah, see, there we go, superheroes making deals with supervillains. That's there. He's just Isn't trying, that great? He's trying to bridge the gap. Yeah. He's just trying yeah. to bridge the gap. Yeah. yeah. He'd bring everybody Try, together. Trying to make them all friends. Uh, and Mark uh, fully heals Booster's wounds so that he can once again remove his battle suit. Uh, Booster dons a new costume created by Blue Beetle. His Ski- personal tailor, apparently. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> hey. Uh, hey. Skeets acts as its systems controller. Um, so in the event of Booster Gold being rendered unconscious, Skeets can take control of the suit and get him to safety. Uh, following the disbanding of Extreme Justice, the suit is destroyed. And we have a change. (laughs) We have a change, everybody. Uh, a new costume is created by Professor Hamilton this time, uh, based on the designs of both the original 25th century costume and the energy containment suit that Superman was wearing at the time. Uh, this costume mm, this is, is apparently later tweaked to resemble Booster Gold's original costume more closely. So this would probably be mid to late 90s then, and this is about the time that Superman's come back to life, but they're doing this whole thing where to get himself repowered up properly, he has to wear a suit that kind of helps him. Yep. That, to give context for those who might not know. Oh, there's going to be a lot of things that people probably don't know about this. 
I mean, to be fair, I'm going to get lost about two minutes into after this because there's a lot of this where I'm like, what's going on? So, uh, so in the countdown to Infinity Crisis, the OMAC project, in- Infinite Crisis, hashtag not Marvel. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I always call it Infinity. I don't know. I know, I know. It's because they. So, so for those of you that don't know, there are two major comic book. Uh, events that have happened in DC and Marvel, and unfortunately, they've decided to name them very similar names. Mm. Uh, one was uh, the first version of it in DC was Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, and then the Infinity Gauntlet is the one for uh, Marvel. But then they've now got the Infinite Crisis in DC and the Infinity War in Marvel. Just as I said, to be confusing. All right, so. In the Countdown to Infinite Crisis, the OMAC project, uh, after the events depicted in the limited series Identity Crisis, in which Sue Dibney is murdered, that the, name uh, sounds familiar. That's because that's the wife of uh, last, uh, not Elastic Man, what's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plast- um, not Plastic Man, it's no. the... It is Elastic Man. Yeah, Elast- it is Elastic Man. Elastic Man, yeah. yeah, or something like that. Unfortunately, same Stretch. powers. Yeah. Dude that was in the Flash TV show. That's why it sounded familiar. Yeah. Uh, so in this uh, arc, uh, Sue Dimney is murdered. Booster Gold retires briefly, but then helps Blue Beetle discover who is manipulating Cord Industries. Uh, that, Bo- that should be familiar to those of you who watched... Um, Wonder Woman 1984. Yep. Uh, Booster is badly injured in an explosion at Cord's home, and it is revealed that his companion Skeets has been dismantled for its 25th century technology by the Checkmate organization. Again, Checkmate is... Uh, that's That should be also well-known by some DC fans. Um, oh, what was that? Uh the woman who heads Suicide Squad was in Checkmate. Um, oh, Amanda, Amanda Waller. Waller. Nah. What did I just watch that had her in it? It was uh, recent. Suicide Squad? The the last one? Did they go by Checkmate in that one? No. That They went uh, by Task Force X, which is the name yeah, of the division. But I just watched something more recently. God, I don't remember. That's going to bother me. Have you been keeping up with Flash? I don't know. I haven't Not watched. This past season. For... No, okay. So I don't know then. I don't know what you've watched. Oh, that's really going to bother me. I feel I feel like maybe it was an animated show. Could have been. been. It might have been one of the animated series. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No. Uh, uh Checkmate took Skeets and dismantled them. Uh, the OMAC Project limited series, Booster Gold gathers the old Justice League international heroes to investigate Blue Beetle's disappearance. At the series' end, he is ruined physically and emotionally, having destroyed much of his gear again in a, in a fight against the OMAC, so he's going to need a new suit again. Uh, he's seen his friend Red Rocket die in battle, or Rocket Red die in battle. Uh, he discovered that another friend, Maxwell Lord, is responsible for killing Blue Beetle, and that, in fact, Lord always hated metahumans and superheroes. Uh, in a moment of self-reflection, he realizes that if he had bothered to recall more of what was history in his native era, he might have been able to warn his friends. 
giving a farewell kiss to the forehead of his wounded teammate Fire as she lay in a hospital bed, he drops his trademark goggles to the floor and leaves, saying that he has decided to go home, implying a return to the 25th century. Um, there is one of the, this is one of, I believe this was one of the covers of one of the comic books. Uh, it is a picture of just a close up of his goggles with the gold tint, uh, that you can see the reflection of him walking away and there's just blood on the floor. Uh, yeah. The only, I, I won't bring up the, I mean, well, I, I mean, it's not downing him, but the only reason I do remember that is because I thought that was going to be the end of Booster Gold comics. So, uh, Infinite Crisis, right? Is that, yep, that correct. Right? All right. Yeah, yeah, you got it. I'm always going to pronounce that wrong, I feel. In uh, <laughs> Infinite Crisis, gold resurfaces in the ruins of the Justice League Watchtower on the moon. Along- so, to, oh, to put this in context of real life, uh, that previous uh, comic book series was in 2005. And this comic book series starts at the end of 2005. So his uh, disappearance was not long. All right. Uh, So he's on the moon with Skeets. Again, uh, he's branded as a criminal in his time for hijacking historical records. Uh, When Skeets fails to locate the absent Martian Manhunter, Booster searches for James Reyes, uh, the new Blue Beetle, whom he promptly takes to the Batcave. Booster tells Batman the subject of the stolen records. I'm not sure what records they're referring to, but I guess read the comic. Uh, Batman never finds Brother I, but Booster implies that with James's aid, they can succeed. The mission then is successful, and Booster plays a pivotal role in the destruction of the satellite, apparently. Uh, oddly enough, Batman... Uh, they Later on, we find out Batman kind of like... I don't know, I guess respects Booster Gold to a degree. Um, 52 and Supernova. Uh, this is not to be confused with the new 52. This is not the right. new 52 uh, mm-hmm. story arc. Uh, in the aftermath of Infinite Crisis, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman temporarily retire their costume identities. And the remaining of heroes, and the remaining heroes attend a memorial for Superboy in Metropolis. Booster attends this memorial, but when Superman, Batman, and Wonder, Wo- Wonder Woman don't arrive as he expects they would, uh, he suspects his robot sidekick Skeets is malfunctioning and becomes hysterical. After Skeets reports other incorrect historical data, Booster searches fellow time traveler Rip Hunters. Rip Hunters desert bunker for answers uh finding it littered with enigmatic scrawled notes uh booster finds photos of himself and skeet surrounded by the words his fault with arrows pointing towards them um rip hunter for those of you that might sound familiar uh was on the dc show legends of tomorrow legends of tomorrow as a time Time Master. Time Master, yeah. Which is what he is in the comic books, too. Yeah. 
so Booster is seemingly angered when a mysterious new superhero named Supernova appears. Here's where my nose starts to bleed, John. <laughs> his reputation ruined booster tries to regain the spotlight by containing an explosion but appears to, uh but appears to be killed in the attempt skeets uses booster's ancestor daniel carter to regain his access to hunter's lab where he sees the photos and arrows pointing at him skeets traps carter in a time loop in the bunker and sets out to locate hunter himself supernova meets with Rip Hunter in the bottle city of Candor, uh, and Hunter examines a number of high-tech items Supernova has brought to him. When Skeets discovers them, Supernova reveals himself to be Booster Gold and fights him. <laughs> so, so, so two Booster yeah. Golds meet each other. <laughs> so far. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Now you know where my nose is going to start bleeding. Uh-huh. So, uh, so also, I, I have an answer to who... Sue Dibney's husband is. It's Ralph Dibney, who Ralph is the Dibney. Elo- elongated, elongated man. man. That's what it yep. is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So Supernova, yeah, he reveals himself to be Booster Gold and fights him, revealing how he and Rip Hunter used time travel to fake his death and create a rivalry between Booster and himself as Supernova. Hunter and Booster attempt to trap Skeets in the Phantom Zone, but Skeets appears to eat the sub-dimension and pursues his two adversaries through time. So now Skeets has gone mental. He's gone rogue. And we have Booster Gold, who worked with Rip Hunter to start a rivalry between old Booster Gold and new Booster Gold, now Supernova, to build up tension. I don't... Everywhere. Blood everywhere. He appears in World War Three. He tries to steal a missile, but leaves after realizing that he appeared before it was launched. Uh, Booster later appears before Steel and Natasha Irons, stealing the nanobot missile that they were about to use on Black Adam, saying that he needs it more than they that they do, and that it would not have worked for the inter- original purpose anyway. So here's two other heroes facing off against Black Adam. They got this special nano missile they're about to shoot him with. All of a sudden, poof! Booster Gold pops out of nowhere, takes the missile, says, "I need it more than you, and your shit wouldn't have worked." And then just leaves. Leaves two heroes weaponless with to fight Black Adam. But they win anyway because cool. you know, yeah, because he's a good guy. Remember? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, Booster promptly then disappears. Uh, During his time-hopping mission, he briefly stops in the far future, robbing the Dominators of an experimental weapon designed to deal with time travelers. Trying Trying to explain his situation to the alien warlords, he makes them suspicious as they make... They mistake his rant of having to save 52 worlds as a warning that the Earth and 52 unnamed worlds are going to invade them after Booster's raid. (laughs) Uh, Booster then returns to the present using T.O. Morrow as bait to draw draw out Skeets. Do you see what they did with T.O. Morrow? Tomorrow? Skeets reveals himself to be Mr. Mind in disguise. Having used... Oh, I can mouse over this and see a picture of him? Nope. No picture. Uh, Having used Skeets' shell as a cocoon to evolve into a being capable of devouring the multiverse, Booster and Rip flee into the time stream with Skeets, 
uh, with Skeets' remains and return to the end of the Infinite Crisis. Rip and Booster witnessed the birth of the new multiverse made up of 52 parallel universes. That's the name 52? Yep. Mr. Mind attempts to trap Booster and Rip in the Phantom Zone, which he devoured when it was turned on him. But he is stopped by Supernova, now Daniel Carter. So it's a different one going after Super, calling himself Supernova now. Who was saved from the time loop that he was trapped in by Rip and given Michael's outfit. Then they restore the Phantom Zone to its original place. Mr. Mind then devours years and events of each of the 52 worlds, altering their histories in the process. The real Skeets gives Booster a pep talk, which inspires him to stop Mr. Mind. I'm surprised it required a pep talk to want to stop this guy. I mean, you know. I mean, everybody just needs that little pep, right? A little pep in the step. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. after his pep talk, you know, being a football player, you know, football players usually need a pep talk to get, you know, amped up for the game. That's all this was. Booster travels to the day after the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths on New Earth, where he, retrie- where he retrieves the Blue Beetle Scarab from Ted Cord, Using the Scarab along with Suspendium, stolen by Rip Hunter, Skeets' mangled, mangled shell and Supernova's powers, Rip, Booster, and Daniel trap Mastermind inside Skeets and hurl it into the time stream, trapping Mr. Mind in a repeating time loop of 52 seconds where he is captured by Dr. Savannah. As a reward for helping save the multiverse, Rip downloads Skeet's programming into a spare response meter. Uh, and then Rip, Booster, and Daniel decide to keep the existence of the new multiverse's secret. Uh, Will Magnus then repairs Skeet's using the response meter, although Skeet's has no memory of the last year. Meanwhile, Daniel Carter decides to keep the Nova Supernova costume and begins his own superhero career, which his resolution weakened with time, and he just started using it, the suit to play video games. Uh, because while wearing the suit, he does not need to eat, drink, or sleep. Nice. So, so it's a webby suit. <laughs> listen, if I had a superpower suit, I'd be a, I'd be something. I I wouldn't yeah, just play yeah, video games. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I can't say I'd be a hero. I might be a villain. Who knows? Hmm. So to take a step back to one of the names you brought up, uh, Doctor Savannah will be familiar to anybody who saw the Shazam movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in that. Who was he in that? He's the bad guy in that. I believe he's the main bad guy in that movie. Oh, he's the bald guy. Yeah, I think so. I think that was his name. Oh man! All right. So that guy helped them. Oh no. Uh, no, it was, nope. it was just a 52-second loop of of Dr. Savannah capturing Mr. Mind. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it is the bald guy, by the way. So now we move on to our next little snippet of one year after the events of what just we just of what just transpired. Of what we just talked about. Following the events of 52, Booster Gold returns to his second solo series with his first story arc, 52 Pickup. Uh, Booster puts in a request to the Justice League that they admit him 
and the group begrudgingly decide to monitor over him for the following week. However, Rip Hunter informs Booster that his history has become malleable after Mr. Mind's rampage and the earlier damage to the timeline. A new villainous supernova arises after stealing Daniel's costume, and aided by evil time traveler Rex Hunter, intends <laughs> to exploit weaknesses in the history to rewrite it and destroy the League that they are later revealed, in fact, to be working under the orders of Ultra-Humanite, Despero, and Perdegaton. So, I know this is your positive Booster Gold um, I'm trying. thing. Yeah, no, 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 you're doing well. Um, I just wanted to point out that, man, whenever people bug Marvel for having weird names, DC, uh-huh. oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Rick and Rex Hunter. Yep. Well, okay, sure. Yep. Anyway, move on. Uh, Since Booster is thought of as a buffoon, he is not suspected to be capable of thwarting them, but Booster must maintain his poor reputation to protect himself. Booster's condition for following Rip's orders is that he must travel back in time to avert the death of his best friend, Ted Kord. Despite Rip's objections, Booster and three Blue Beetles team up to rescue Kord moments before his death. They succeed, and the restored blue-gold duo deserts Rip uh, Rip Hunter to the side with the Blue Beetles group. Uh, Rip retaliates by presenting Michael's ancestors Daniel Carter and Rose Levin with replicas of the Supernova and Booster Gold suits, stating that the Carter's family heroic legacies starts, quote, right freaking now. When time solidifies following Cord's rescue and the other three Beatles return to their own times, Ted and Michael find out the world is now become overrun with Maxwell Lord's Omax. During a final battle between the remade JLI and the Omax, the Time Stealers return and are defeated. However, Booster suffers a tragedy when he is unable to stop Ted from entering a time sphere with the Black Beetle, to change the past one final time, resetting history and sacrificing himself. He is later transported to the 853rd century, man, uh, where he faces off against Peter Platinum, a car artist who is attempting to outdo Booster at making money off of heroic acts. When returning to the present, he is enraged by Rip's unsympathetic responses to his ordeal and quits. Batman then tells Booster that he knew about Booster's attempts to prevent the crippling of Barbara Gordon uh, and has long realized that Booster's not the fool he appears to be, offering his friendship. Booster resolves to continue working with Rip, even if it will not be quote-unquote fun. Uh, Rip reveals that he is able to save Booster's sister Michelle from moments before she died, claiming there is a loophole due to the fact that Michelle is from the future. And it's in this comic series that is later revealed to the audience that Hunter is Booster's son. As Michelle and Michael go out to eat, Rip says, keep it up, Dad. Uh, Booster has shown his dedication, now calling himself a Time Master with Hunter, uh, and trains his sister. So, start wrapping your head around that one for a little bit, John, because Mm -hmm. Hunter trains Booster to be a time master and then booster starts training Michelle. 
to be a time master. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've watched Doctor Who. This is not the weirdest timey-wimey nonsense Man. I've ever seen. I'm running out of blood in my head. <laughs> uh, now we get to the Blackest the Night storyline, story arc, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a tie-in to the Blackest Night event, Booster faces Ted Cord, reanimated as the Black Lantern. At first, unavailable due to reliving Ted's funeral in the past, he returns to meet his ancestor, Daniel Carter, only to find the crashed, derelict bug at his house. Then he finds the Black Lantern pummeling James Reyes, Daniel, and Skeets. Attacked by him, he removes Daniel and Rose. It says Rose. I wonder if he means Reyes. Hmm. A typo on Wikipedia? I'm shocked. Yeah. Uh, From the scene and heads to Court Industries to arm himself. He uses a special light gun designed by Ted to blast the corpse and separate the ring with light, simulating the emotional spectrum. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Science. We need to shoot Webby with that. Upon upon separating (laughs) the corpse from the ring, he collects Ted's remains before the ring can reanimate them and takes them to the Time Sphere to Vanishing Point Fortress to secure them. He is somewhat relieved when Skeets uses the fortress's special chronal surveillance equipment to display images of the the days of Team Blue and Gold. Uh, Jamie promises to live up to Cord's legacy and eventually form a new blue and gold team. They find evidence at the warehouse of someone else entering, even though the doors were genetically coded with only two people cleared for access, Ted and Booster. Oh boy. So that was part of the Blackest Night arc. Then after the Blackest Night arc came the Brightest Day. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, those two particular arcs are all about um, Green about the Green Lanterns and have nothing to do with Booster, but yeah, you know, these you are just, the, yeah, these are just like little things that are happening in the background that Booster's dealing with. Yep. Um, As they do. Do you want to go ahead and read the brightest day one, John? I'm going to refill my water. Sure. Booster next finds his sister living in Coast City a mere hours before its destruction. Though unable to save her boyfriend, Booster and Michelle patch up their relationship with her agreeing not to leave him. The arc introduces an older Booster Gold, the man who that trained Rip Hunter and was the master of both time, the multiverse, and hyper-time. Okay, that's more than both. But anyway, more than both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Rip well, reveals hold on. that... Yeah. Now, the reason I think that it, 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 is, it is not a typo here is because I think he's the master of both time, and time mm. is broken up into the multiverse and hyper-time. Yeah, okay, so hyper hyper time, for those who might not know, including myself, is a fictional concept in the DC Comics, which first appeared in 1999. Uh, It's a variation of the multiverse concept that existed in DC Comics before the Crisis on Infinite Earths, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yes. Um, Rip reveals that this booster is not only his father, but also had been watching Rip train the young Booster Gold, aiding him when needed. Older Booster also reveals that he's still married to Rip's mother and that Michelle is with them in some unknown time. In Justice League Generation Lost, Booster is part of the manhunt to bring the resurrected Maxwell Lord to justice. He finds Max but is beaten badly. Fire, Ice, and Captain Adam find him just as Lord is using his psychic powers to the utmost to erase all memory of himself from the minds of the entire world. 
For some reason, Booster, Fire, Ice, and Adam are the only ones who will who remember Lord and see him recording images. Trying to convince Batman, Dick Grayson, this time, Booster is horrified to learn that thanks to Max, the world believes that Ted Cord committed suicide. Um, Fire, Ice, and Captain Adam are soon set up by Max to cut them off from their allies, but ironically, Booster is left alone because his reputation was already poor. Okay, so in this arc, we find out that there's an even older Booster Gold who is still the father of Rip Hunter, because Booster Gold's the father of Rip Hunter. And this older Booster Gold trained Rip Hunter to be a Time Master to go back and train young Booster Gold to be a Time Master. Yep. Because uh, timey-wimey, my friend. Uh, timey-wimey. <laughs> uh, then we get the return to the JLI. The remnants of the JLI are seemingly by chance joined by the successors of Blue Beetle, Jamie Reyes, and Rocket Red. Rocket Red declares the newly formed team as the new Justice League International, prompting Booster to figure out that Max Lord manipulated them to be together. Later, during the assault on Checkmate, Fire and Ice discuss how Booster has become the leader of their team. When his team member Jamie is kidnapped and tortured by Max, Jamie signals the rest of the JLI to lead them to Max's headquarters. The JLI arrives too late, and Jamie is shot in the head by Max, killing him in the same manner as his predecessor, Ted Cord. Booster Gold is enraged, and his team tries to take down Max, but Max escapes from the JLI using one of his headquarters escape pods. The JLI carries Jamie to the land surface where paramedics try to resuscitate him. Uh, however, their efforts fail as Jamie had already died. I mean, it was a gunshot to the head. Uh, as the team deals with the loss of Jamie, Booster Gold blames himself for leading the team into so much danger and wants to abdicate as leader. The rest of the team overhear his ranting and convince him that they believe in him. Gold is still upset, saying that they cannot win against Max, and Blue Beetle suddenly sits up, his wound healed, declaring he knows Max's ultimate plans and where they can stop him. So this guy is dead for like 10 minutes. He healed from a gunshot wound to the head. I mean, you know, as uh, you do. While the JLI learn that Jamie is alive, Batman and Power Girl join the team. Meanwhile, Max sends the Omax to attack the JLI. While the JLI are battling against Omax Prime, Booster locates Max's flying headquarters and attacks it to come face-to-face with Max. During the battle, Booster pulled Max out of the headquarters and ends up falling to the earth. Booster Gold saves Max at the last moment, but Max mind-controls him until he is confronted by Captain Adam. Uh, and Captain Adam forces Max to undo the global mind wipe. Uh, Max then teleports to escape. Afterwards, Booster and Batman set out to reform the JLI. Uh, then we get into an arc that I know a little bit more about, but none of which I knew anything about Booster Gold. Like his To be fair, yeah. Uh, Again, this seems to be sort of like, and he was also there kind of thing. Um, so what I'm talking about is the Flashpoint arc. 
After the Time Master's Vanishing Point event, Rip Hunter informed them that someone snuck into the JLI base, leaving messages on a chalkboard about the altered timeline. Uh, so for those of you who don't know Flashpoint, Flash tried to run back in time to save his parent, his mother from dying. His mother. Yeah, he does run back in time to save yeah, his mother. And it changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um so it, it has like a butterfly effect for, again, if you don't know, basically what happens is, is that this one change uh, effectively recreates the world to the point where like Batman is actually his father, Thomas Wayne, and all sorts of weird, wonderful things. Aquaman and Wonder Woman are fighting yeah. in a war. There's all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff because Wonder Woman killed Mira. So, yeah. So, when Earth entered the alternate timeline due to the actions of the Flash, Booster and Skeets awaken and are the only ones who remember the original timeline. Uh, Later, Booster realizes that the chronal projection in his suit saved him from being erased. Uh, And like we talked about earlier, Skeets is immune to this type of thing and sees things for what they are. Uh, He is Google. You cannot change Google. Nope. Uh, Gold travels to Coast City, but U.S. soldiers attack him, mistaking him to be an Atlantean threat. Let me just say, as 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 much as I'm not a fan of the 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 look of Booster Gold, I don't. I would never mistake him for an Atlantean. Just throwing that out there. Um. Skeets is damaged when Gold is attacked by the military's Project 6, which is revealed to be Doomsday. Uh, During the battle in Coast City, he discovers that Doomsday is controlled by General Nathaniel Adam. He escapes from Doomsday Doomsday, and then saves a woman named Alexandra Giannopoulos. That's how I'm going to pronounce that. uh, From Doomsday's attacks. He learns that the timeline has been changed, suspecting Professor Zoom. Alexandra and Booster split up, but she secretly has powers allowing her to take others' powers and follows him. Now, here's where I'm going to get a little messed up here. She has the ability to take other people's powers. So when I read that, I think of like Rogue from the X-Men, right? Mm -hmm. But all of Booster's abilities come from items, essentially. Mm -hmm. So yeah. she's apparently able to manipulate like and take powers from th- things as well. Either that or it was just an oversight on the writer. Could um, easily be either, so who knows? Later, Unless he, there's something they've given Booster that I don't know about. I mean, fair. Uh, later, he flies to Gotham City when Doomsday attacks him. General Adam's control link is destroyed by Alexandra uh, in an attempt to rescue Booster. Doomsday's true personality comes to the surface and he attacks Booster. Uh, During the fight, Doomsday beats him nearly to death, but he is rescued by Alexandra. He tries to prevent Doomsday from killing innocent people and manages to put Doomsday's helmet back on. It's like a mind control helmet thing. Uh, Doomsday's control is restored to Adam, who grabs Booster, hoping to kill him. Unfortunately, Adam takes him back to the base for interrogation, allowing him to escape when the sight of Project Superman causes Doomsday's true personality to resurface once again. Alexandra defeats Doomsday by using the oh. control helmet to make Doomsday tear himself apart. Subsequently, just, just go ahead. To, 
to butt in just briefly, so Project Superman, for those of you who may not know, again, in this weird timeline, Superman, yeah, Superman's captured by the government when he lands in his capsule, and they keep him away from the sun, so yeah, he's just this like a, thin, thin little reedy guy. Yeah, they keep him in like a red, a red, a red lead, sun area. Yeah, red sun, like lead-lined cube. Yep, which keeps him from his powers, and basically he is nothing like the Superman you know. Oh no, in, dude! Because doesn't in the, he ends up getting out, right? He he does, but he's completely like innocent and doesn't know anything. Like he's just he's a blank slate. Yeah, but I mean, doesn't they, he also like doesn't he fuck up a lot of people? Yeah, he does, but that's why because yeah. he's able he's easily manipulated. Imagine just being in this one lead-lined room your whole life, and then you come out and there's just wars happening. And not only that, but you've got infinite power immediately. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, he gets his powers instantly. He starts to absorb the sunlight immediately, and suddenly he's now able to do everything. Um, so this Alexandra girl, she, she makes Doomsday tear himself apart, uh, and then asks Booster to take her with him when he restores history to normal. Alexandra subsequently sacrifices herself to save Booster from an Atlantean attack, leaving him to return to Vanishing Point as history resets without any clear memory of his timeline in Flashpoint. Uh, before the Time Master's Vanishing Point event, Alexandra somehow appeared in the JLI base and left messages regarding the altered timeline on the chalkboard before vanishing. Uh, so they, and, they and I mean, that whole thing started with them getting chalkboard messages. So it just looped back around. Mm -hmm. And uh, this then carries us into the new 52, which was a, so outside of the actual storyline, it was a DC attempt to reboot their entire multiverse based off of uh, a, a year long series called, or was it a year long? No, uh, yeah, it was a year long, uh, two. I think they published like weekly or something. Yeah, weekly because it would be 52. And then the idea being is that they were going to reset all the characters. Like they get all new looks and and styles and powers in some cases. And Yeah, man, this did know. not go over well with a lot of people, I don't think. Nope, it was about as popular as, well, any of these kind of rebrands they do it kind of reminds me actually a little bit of the uh the last time marvel did this with um when they did uh a secret wars mm -hmm. and they made battle planet and they spent an entire i think it was a year doing battle planet stuff mm -hmm. and so they got rid of every single series they had going did battle planet got rid of every multiverse and then just had one world when they were done with it so that's how uh, Miles Morales ends up in the normal Marvel universe. So this is kind of the same idea. They they eliminate a lot of the old and bring in the new, and it's all based off Flash for some strange reason. So, mm -hmm. so in the new 52 arc, uh, Booster Gold appears as part of the new Justice League International series. In the post-Flashpoint continuity, Booster is portrayed with his original glory-seeking personality and is chosen by the UN to lead the JLI due to his PR sense and naivete? Na naivete, yeah. Naivete, yeah. Uh, he takes his leadership role very seriously and strives to become a better hero and role model. 
However, despite his best efforts and support from Batman, who officially def- defers to Booster's leadership after supporting Booster for leader, uh, the JLA falls apart. The JLI falls apart due to a string of attacks against the group that leaves members killed or wounded. Despite his best attempts to bring new members, Booster later watches in horror as the hero Omek betrays them and inflicts more carnage, including teleporting Blue Beetle to the homeworld of the villainous Reach species. In the end, Gold is confronted with what appears to be an older version of him, an agent of Argus, who warns his present self... (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So this Argus agent, who's just an older form of older version of him, warns his present self to prevent Superman and Wonder Woman from dating. This sounds so self-referential for what was going on at the time. But anyway, yes. Failure to prevent it without explanation would cause Booster Gold to cease to exist. As the JLI monitor reveals Superman and Wonder Woman kissing, the future Gold disappears. The present day Gold disappears moments later. Argus's director, Amanda Waller, orders Kronos to search for the contemporary gold through time, but Kronos is captured by the secret society before carrying out his mission. The older Booster Gold mysteriously reappears in other timelines, like the 19th century Gotham City in Booster Gold Future's End, number one. The older Booster clarifies he is not an older version of the new 52 Booster, but an old version of him from a universe which has ceased to exist. (laughs) I can't. I'm I'm trying, John, to follow all of this. Now you see why I wanted to bring you on here. I see now, yes, yes. This is very Fate of Heroes-y. Yeah. So, the older Booster is... I've never read Booster Gold. I just want to clarify, I did not lift anything from this nonsense. The older Booster is sent careening through the timeline, eventually meeting up with his sister, Goldstar, who is in a version of Metropolis, which has been sealed in a bubble by the godlike version of Brainiac from an alternate universe. They are teleported to where the younger New 52 Booster is held captive by Brainiac. Brainiac threatens to kill Michelle unless the younger Booster gives up the location location of Vanishing Point, which he concedes. The older Booster knows uh, this could lead to the end of the multiverse, setting up the events of Convergence. In the two-part Convergence Booster Gold uh, section, Booster is found by a pre-Flashpoint Rip Hunter on Scarteras, where there's a lot of barking happening right outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh... Where the older Booster Gold and Gold Star are in a position, wait a minute, yeah, uh, on t- planet Telos, Telos, uh, yes. where, yeah. where Brainiac has gathered cities from across the history of the multiverse. The new 52 Booster and Rip release them both. Hunter tells older Gold, God, this is, uh, okay, I need alcohol. Uh, Hunter tells <laughs> older Gold that he has not traveled through the timeline, but through the cities in the planet, which were now chronal anomalies that he was in conflict with. So, 
to clarify at least one piece of your confusion. So Brainiac, for some reason in DC history, has always collected cities off of various worlds. Right. When when they talk about the bottle city of Kandor, Kandor was a city on on uh, Krypton that he captured and put into a bottle, thus right. the name. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a weird like fifties or forties thing that they've carried on doing. Okay. Uh, so. Rip explains that he's he, these chronal anomalies that they're in conflict with, and that his body absorbs so much time travel radiation that he was aging rapidly and dying. The aged pre-flashpoint booster transports again and encounters the zero hour Ted Cord. Booster explains to Cord that he has led a good life, married and had a son. Uh, Rip the new 52 booster and Michelle find him and rip forces the new convergence along with the new 52 booster and gold star to bring back brainiac. Did I skip a sentence? I skipped a sentence. Wow. My mind, my, 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 my eyes are going cross out here, John. <laughs> so let me, let me start that over. Rip the new 52 booster and Michelle find him and rip forces the new convergence, uh, new 52 booster to take his father and the raw chronal field containing at contained at vanishing point to cure him. Pre flashpoint. God, my brain. There's, there's too many boosters. There's too okay, many so boosters. This is, this is the older guy. So the older yeah. booster's right, body so, is destroyed. Yeah. So pre-flashpoint booster's body is destroyed, but he's reborn as Wave Rider, uh, the all-knowing cosmic time traveler. Oh, Wave. silver surfer, but can travel through time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wave Rider then emerges on Telos. Uh, in the final issue of uh, Convergence. Convergence, along with the new 52 booster and Gold Star to bring back Brainiac. And they convince him to save the multiverse from its imminent destruction. Brainiac then sends Zero Hour Parallax and Pre-Flash... Better known as the original Green Lantern. Oh, really? Yeah, that's who Parallax is. Oh, did not know that. Yep. Uh... And pre-Flashpoint Superman back to the conclusion of the Crisis on Infinite Earths to avert the original Crisis event. And yeah. this Par- results... Parallax is Hal Jordan, by the way. What? Really? Yeah. So Hal Jordan became a member of the... Green Hal Lantern Jordan was a Green name. Lantern Corps, and eventually he becomes a bad guy named Parallax, and he causes uh, either the brightest day or the darkest night storyline oh, it's man. it's a muddle of oh, stuff man. all right yeah without getting too deep into it it he comes about in later stuff and yeah in blackest night and brightest day he's very much involved in the middle of that all right so parallax and superman go back they fix some shit and it results in many of the classic worlds of the multiverse being reborn in their modern forms alternate versions of booster gold and Blue Beetle, as they were prior to Countdown to Infinite Crisis, appear in the pages of Justice League 3000, number 14, where they where they are awoken from a thousand-year suspended animation on Tacron Galtos in the 31st century, according to Keith Giffen, uh, 
their Jam Demetius and My Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. So they, yeah. they pretty much wrote themselves into a story for just for the very tail end of something, I think. Well, basically, the, the, the two characters that they're talking about are in the future are the ones that that they had been writing back in yeah, the, the mid two thousands. Yeah. yeah. So, so again, to give a little bit more context, this is happening around, uh, 2015. So this would be about 10 years after these two characters. Yeah. Uh, so finally on the, on the last arc, technically, I guess we have, For now. D- we have DC rebirth booster golden, his robot partner skeets return in action comics. Number nine, 992. Superman is still suffering mentally and emotionally after learning that his father, Jor-El, survived the explosion of Krypton. This is made even worse when he learns that Jor-El is also Mr. Oz. Uh, Superman, seeking more answers, decides to use the cosmic treadmill to travel back in time and learn more about the unseen forces affecting the universe. As he finally gains enough speed to travel in time, Booster Gold and Skeets appear one second too late to stop him as Superman disappears into the time stream. Uh, this Booster returns to his pre-Flashpoint costume using the Time Sphere once more and openly states that he is a Time Master tasked with protecting the timeline. Uh, Booster Gold goes to Krypton to get Superman out of there before he ruins the timeline. Booster Gold tells Superman he cannot save them all. Uh, he cannot save them at all. Uh, Booster is captured and imprisoned in a cell with his father, who refers to Booster, who refer, who refers to Booster throwing the football game for him. Uh, Superman and Skeets rescue Booster, and Skeets tells him what his father did to him in the past. Superman is saddened to hear how his father, how this affected Booster's Gold's life. So Superman pretty much knocks out Booster's dad and then breaks Booster out of jail. Uh, Booster goes to see his mother on Superman's recommendation, where he spends time with her explaining his history. Uh, Booster Gold and Superman get captured by Zod after their time sphere breaks in the timeline. Zod ties them down, and Eradicator, who works for Zod, uh, plans to take them down. Skeets is destroyed, devastating Booster, but it is revealed that Skeets downloaded his memory into an Eradicator to help free Booster and Superman from Zod. Uh, Skeets, Booster, and Superman watch Krypton explode from the safety of the fixed time sphere. History begins to fix itself around them. Skeets tells Superman the news that Lois Lane and John were killed by soldiers in the Middle East while attempting to free General Lane. Uh, Booster tells Skeets to go back in time so they can fix it for Superman. Uh, Booster does so, goes back to the Middle East, knocks out a bunch of soldiers, saves Lois and John before Superman gets there. Uh, And then back at Watchtower, Flash is very upset that they took his cosmic treadmill. Uh, to save Krypton, which would negatively affect time. Booster then tells the Flash that it was Superman's idea to go back and that they went back to f- stop him. Uh, and Superman admits that he he did an oopsie in, in, in doing all that. Um, I like how they have something like the Cosmic Treadmill that allows time travel, and like mm-hmm. the Flash can use it, 
But as we've seen in DC Comics, there are so many people who have super speed for superpowers that uh-huh. any one of them could get on this cosmic treadmill and just, just fill take time. off. Yep. Uh, so Booster Gold was seen in Gotham City with Green Lantern Hal Jordan, uh, who kills himself with his own ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Booster Gold and Skeets go to find Batman, who shoots Booster. He then runs from Batman, hiding in an alley with Skeets, and finds it odd that Batman does not know who he is and tries to kill him. Uh, Booster's captured by Batman again, whom Skeets reveals to be Dick Grayson, not Bruce Wayne. Booster escapes and finds Bruce with the real Bruce Wayne, who is dancing at a party with his mother, Martha. Uh, Booster tells Bruce that he got him a gift. Uh, he and he says, and- why did you say that, Dave? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're best friends now. Booster's mother's name's Martha. What? Oh, my goodness. Uh, he went back in time and saved his parents to teach Bruce a lesson that even though terrible things happened, they were ultimately for the best, referencing the Alan Moore story for the man who has everything. Bruce believes him, grabs a fire poker, and destroys Skeets, saying that he prefers life this way. Okay. Booster Gold breaks Selina Kyle out of a mental asylum. Unbeknownst to him, this version is an insane serial killer. He breaks into Wayne Manor to introduce her to Bruce Wayne. She kills everyone other than Bruce. She then escapes with the alternate timeline's Batman, Dick Grayson. Booster is imprisoned by Bruce Wayne, who tells Booster to go back in time and prevent his parents' murders, which he already did. That's what brought him into that whole thing to begin with. Oh, Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. That that last two paragraphs was just... nothing more than just utter confusion. <sighs> yep. 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 Uh, and that is the end of what we have for the story. Yes. So now scrolling down what actual powers and equipment Booster Gold has. Uh, while Booster Gold has no superhuman abilities, he's an excellent athlete. He demonstrates enough willpower to use his Legion Flight Ring at range, uh, a feat that few have been able to demonstrate. Booster gained his quote-unquote powers from the artifacts he stole from the museum in the future. A power suit grants him super strength, and wrist blasters allow him to project force blasts. The wrist blasters contain the primary controls and power supply for the suit, as well as communication equipment. Uh, circuitry from the force field belt, once belonging to Brainiac 5 of the Legion of Superheroes, allows Booster to resist physical and energy attacks, and he uses the force field to repel objects with great force and generate a breathable, self-contained environment. The force field centers on Booster's body, but can expand and even project outward. Uh, the costume's goggles have infrared and magnifying capabilities. In addition to the powers from his suit, Booster can fly thanks to the Legion of Superheroes flight ring. Booster can also absorb mass and eject it either in its original form or as melted mass, although this depletes his force field for a limited time afterwards. <sighs> so yeah. That's uh that's that's the thing. Mm. Um other versions as the series booster gold oh this is this is just a list of various weird things oh, i'm not gonna um, read them all but i wanted to read no them. I, I saw something about pimp slapping uh as the series booster gold features time travel is a major plot element gee i think 
Uh, Booster regularly visits alternate timelines where key events in history play differently, occasionally in Booster Gold and in Justice League International. Alternate versions of Booster Gold from timelines make appearances. In I Can't Believe It's Not the Justice League, several super buddies visit an alternate universe where Maxwell Lord leads a violent super team of strippers and male enforcers called the Power Posse. Uh And apparently unpowered and street-talking gold serves as an employee. He is much more brutish, pimp-slapping a female employee simply because Lord commands it. This alternate version of JLI might be the same team as the antimatter universe-based crime syndicate of America, spelled with a K, which first appeared in Justice League Quarterly Number Eight, Sans Booster Gold. Oh man! All right, yeah, I'm definitely not going through all these things. No, there's a lot of them, uh, and they're sort of just random. They're even more random than the story already is. Just saying. I will say one thing that I did learn uh, for Critical Role fans out there. Booster Gold appears as an unlockable player player character in Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham and also in Lego DC Supervillains. And he is voiced by Travis Willingham. Oh, really? (laughs) Of all people. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, hey, he protects you the timeline, it. and he has a suit. He had several suits. I mean, he has uh, really good friends. You can say that. I mean, I mean Batman, Blue Beatles, tri- Batman tried to shoot him. I mean, yeah, but he's also his buddy in the in the main timeline, and he's also uh, friends with. Blue Beetle, who, oh, who, who is yeah, Taylor, just keeps making suits for the guy. Yeah, yeah, um, and then he has his little robot buddy, and he taught his son how to do time stuff and to teach him how to do time stuff and to do it better than he ever did. But did he? I mean, Rip Hunter's a better hero than he is. But is he? Yes, he is. I mean, yes, he is. <laughs> but I arguably, I mean, I guess you you would have to say that Booster Gold is a better Time Master than Rip Hunter because he is a he is the Time Master who taught Rip how to Time Master, and then forced Rip or requested that Rip teach him how to Time Master. I don't, I don't understand time. <laughs> but is bleeding. Yeah. Now, I will say, uh, the only appearance of Booster Gold on television has been... Smallville! Smallville. Yeah, we just watched that. Me and Rob just watched that recently. Yeah. That guy, man. That guy was something else. He, however, was in a bunch of animated films. Mm-hmm. So, But, yeah, he's not made an appearance in the DCEU, whatever you want to call that. Um. But, Take, uh, taking a pause from well, okay. Uh, I don't necessarily know that I have to take a pause from the positive booster gold th- the theme that I'm trying to run here. Um, I will say one of my favorite booster gold moments uh, mm-hmm. in, in the animated series is I don't remember who it was. It's Batman and maybe Robin driving in the Batmobile. It, it might not have been Robin. I don't. It was definitely Batman. And uh, Booster Gold comes over the comms 
from the JLA Watchtower. Oh, this is, I think this is in Batman and Harley Quinn. Because I remember this and I haven't watched a lot of the cartoons. Maybe, yeah. And uh, so Booster Gold comes over the comms and Batman's like listening to him. And then he starts like making like the crackly noise, like, oh, recep- <laughs> reception's getting <laughs> really choppy. And then he just hangs up on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I laughed really hard at that part. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where he appeared because he's voiced by Bruce Tim, who was a key had a key role in the original Batman animated series. Yeah. So. So with that, John, we're over an hour, so we're gonna mm-hmm. end our, our our episode. I feel like I did Booster Gold just. We we talked about Booster Gold. I didn't spend the whole time complaining about him. That's true. I actually learned a few things that I hadn't known. Like I, I, I did not cool. know that uh, Rip Hunter, Rip Hunter was Booster Gold's son. There you go. Um, and, and Booster Gold is, in essence, the, the 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 greatest Time Master in DC Comics. I mean, That's as there positive you go. as I can get. Yep. Uh, so with that being said, uh, we're going to end our episode there. John, where can people find you on the internets? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and just about everything else under the username LinsteadDM. Okay. Uh, and as always, you guys can follow me on Twitter at JaxForestWalker, all one word, on Twitch at DMWebby, and on eBay at Keeping My Co-Hosts Safe from Booster Gold. <laughs> from Positive Booster Gold. Yeah. Uh, and with that, everybody, uh, yay, Booster Gold. <laughs> and outro music is playing. Nice. Uh, that was an episode, John. That was definitely an episode. You are correct. You thank are now done. You, thank you for <laughs> coming on and sharing in that timey-wimey bullshit <laughs> it is a very confusing and to be fair DC's whole thing is very confusing and stupid so adding yeah. him into it makes it just that much worse I everything I've heard about the darkest night and the brightest day is that they are terrible uh, and the whole parallax thing is kind of like it seems like a takeoff of uh, of um, the Phoenix Force just basically a dark force that enters into people and so Hal Jordan basically unites with it to become super evil man and uh, yeah it's just dumb it just it all sounds really stupid it's all dumb <laughs> <laughs>